Welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and nice adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Sterry, and I'm a 15-plus year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Sterry, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, etc. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and also guarantees you'll never miss an episode. If you got an extra buck or two lying around and would like to be a patron of this podcast, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Also consider helping get the word out in the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, word of mouth, etc. Happy Thought of the Day is by Chris Isaac. I talk to people who are musicians, and they go, oh, this is hell. And I go, are you kidding me? You never put tar paper on a roof, did ya? Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 56. A big thank you goes out to the newest supporter on Patreon, Travis. And a continued thank you to all the supporters that keep this podcast rocking and rolling. Lo and behold, I get one more podcast voiceover session here at my family's cabin. The weather this November has been unbelievable. I'm in the area here anyway on Mondays, helping out my grandmother with odds and ends stuff. But this Monday, Copper had to go to the vet because she has to have a Lyme's test. I'll keep you posted how that goes. Lots of energy around town here this week over the big election tomorrow. And tune in next week to see who wins. Last week's gigs wrap-up. Wednesday, my show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota, was canceled due to Game 7 of the World Series. But it was okay. I had come down with the worst cold I'd had in a long time, so it was nice to have a night off. Thursday, Mr. Brian K. Johnson, who was great to have him back, by the way, and I rocked out at Lucky's 13 in Burnsville, Minnesota. My cold was still lingering, but I got through the show. Instead of my usual high, squeaky, Vince Gillish kind of singing style, I sounded more like Tom Waits, but uh, we got through the show. Friday, I played a solo show at Ingredients in White Bear Lake, Minnesota. They're celebrating their 12th year of being open, and believe it or not, I've played there 11 out of those 12 years. Saturday, Mr. Brian K. Johnson and myself rambled on up to Breezy Point, Minnesota to rock out at JJ's Pub at Commander Bar. And it was a blast. But Johnson forgot the monitor, so we played with two on a stick. Couldn't hear anything, but uh, we got through the show somehow. It wasn't our first rodeo. And between playing and DJing went six and a half hours. But it was worth it. It was packed. It was widow, what do they call that? Hunter Widow's Weekend, so it was a lot of crazy folk up there having a good time. Sunday, I made my way down to Down South in New Germany, Minnesota, where I played outside on the patio. I've never played outside this late in the year ever. 
I was able to bring Little Copper with too, and we started up after the Vikings game. And after Copper hearing me edit these last few podcasts with Scott Winham, she was dying to hear some Mavericks, but I just couldn't pull it off this weekend. Upcoming shows. A very light week this week, which is good. I can rest my throat a little bit, do some songwriting, visit some friends. Looking forward to it. But I have Wednesday, November 9th. 2016, I'll be playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 8 to 10 p.m. Friday, November 11th, I'll be playing a solo show at Nova in Hudson from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. Guest this week is Minnesota slash Austin, Texas slash current drummer for GB Layton, Scott Wenham. We discuss Halloween movies, Martin Zeller's album Rooster's Crow, Dan Neal, etc. Enjoy the conversation. Mr. Scott Winham. Hey, how's it going, Mark? Welcome to the Mark Steri Music Podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. This is great. Uh, yeah, it's great. Thanks for letting me into your beautiful home here in what's it? Yeah, Fridley, We're Minnesota. In Fridley, in it the... is gorgeous. Oh, thank you. Well, it's a beautiful day. Day after Thanksgiving, please take some thing. Or day after Halloween, please take some Halloween candy with you when you leave. Yep, I I, I will actually. Did you guys were you guys busy last night with the Halloween folk? Yeah, yeah, we had quite a few trick or treaters. Nice costumes. Um. Anyway, so on the way over here, I texted our mutual friend Dan Neal about what I should ask you, and he says I should ask you about Tiffany's in St. Paul. Should ask. <laughs> Do we really want to go there? <laughs> Should we wait for that? Like, I think now I know what he's talking about. <laughs> he wants to start right off with the debauchery, huh? Oh, uh, should we wait on that? Yeah, we can. <laughs> we had some musical fun. There were some highlights and lowlights. Let's just say that we, uh, yeah, covered quite a few musical bases and non-musical bases in uh, good old Tiffany's. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I used to play there years ago, too. Yeah, he is Here, I'm thinking he's going to ask controversy, so, isn't he? Yeah, I thought he's going to ask something about Buck Owens or like Roy Gallagher or something. And, he goes yeah. right for the the right for the cool. Jerry Springer, doesn't he? Yeah, let's get it. <laughs> anyway, so speaking of Halloween, you went to school. You got a degree in film, right? Yeah, radio television. Radio film. television? Yeah. Um, are you a Halloween movie fan? Yes, I am. I'm a big horror movie fan. The past three nights, in in order, I watched and rewatched for the millionth time: Rosemary's Baby, The Shining, and The Omen. Oh my God! Those are three of my classics. Yeah, yeah, three of my favorites too. Um, I don't know what it is about the musicians; just seem to love that horror movie stuff too. I don't get it. Yeah, well, I like I guess more of the psychological horror, suspense, the stuff that's not shown, that's more implied. That does more psychological damage to you. Yeah, uh, kind of in the same way that, that the music I like is um, a lot of it is unadorned. That you know, Johnny Cash, whether it's Johnny Cash or Springsteen or Lead Belly. Night, Irene, and good night, Irene. I get you in my dream. You know they have a way of right to you. They make a visceral connection and they don't, there aren't any superfluous notes being played or anything like that going on. And it's yeah. far more effective, at least to me. If you had to pick, I guess, the, your scariest Halloween movie, what would it be? Oh, I think Rosemary's Baby. What 
it down to its eyes. Because I was, when I watched it the first time, I, I like conned my parents into um, letting me stay home alone when they went to, I think, a play. And I was, um, I knew Rosemary's Baby was going to be on TV, but I was getting sick with the flu. So I was starting to get a fever while watching the movie. And then there's the scene where Mia Farrow is being raped by Satan, you know, in, in the movie. And I'm like, and I, and I was starting Good scene, to, man. Yeah, I was starting to get a, I was starting to get a fever, you know, and, and the whole thing just kind of went together. And I ended up having to call my grandmother and have her come over because I was freaking out, you know. I was, no, that I sounds like a country it. song. Yeah. <laughs> so great kickoff to the podcast there, right. Scott. Uh, debauchery tales at Tiffany's and Mia Farrow being yeah. raped by Satan. Yeah. We love it. It's a way to kick her off. Right. Anyway, so we're having, a, uh, we're having a cup of coffee here at Scott's Beautiful Home in Fridley. And you're going to plug this, too. What are we drinking here today? Oh, I like these guys a lot. Um, they roast their own coffee. They're, it's Up Coffee Roasters. They're in northeast Minneapolis. Um, Jesse and Tiny, they do a they do a great job. I'm a big fan of um, especially like Mexican and Central American coffees. This one we're having today is actually from Peru, but they get uh, small farm, small batch coffees and roast them right in house. And when you get them from them, they have the date they were roasted um, on the roast profile, the flavor notes, all that. It's it's good stuff. Oh, it tastes spectacular. Thank you, bud. Um, so for all the folks listening out there, Scott is currently the drummer for GB Layton. How's your summer been? Hey, GB. Great. Busy. Man, it was full on. Um yeah, I don't know how guys like you and Brian and Martin Zeller like sing that often that well, but yeah, it was it was it was a fun summer. Uh, any highlights you want to talk about? Because we were just talking about how the your your kind of summer season is kind of fizzling out here after the big Halloween shows, whatever kind of yeah. going the inside shows. So I figured out any big highlights over the summer fall season. You know, I I think the uh, the show that we played for the Ryder Cup. Um, Minnetonka Block Party, and that was a co-bill with Martin Zeller and the Hardways. I thought that was a really good show. I thought the band played really well, and there were a lot of people. It was a beautiful day. It was the Saturday of the Ryder Cup. And then just last weekend, the big Halloween party out in Anoka, I thought the band played really well, and Brian was, you know, singing his butt off. And um, the band that played before us is a guy I hadn't, I'd heard of but hadn't heard before, I'm Alex Crankshaft Larson. And she got the... And she got the... And she got the... And she got the right dress. Awesome. And he was... My wife was there, and, and she was... She said, this makes me homesick for Austin, because he plays just old-school kind of bottleneck blues rockabilly boogie. Kind of in the way that um, guys like Dan Arbach of the Black Keys and um, J.D. McPherson, guys like that are playing right now. Okay. So it's just stripped down, raw boogie. Did he have a full band, too? He had a three-piece. He had a really good bassist and a good drummer and just keeping it raw and real. That was a lot of fun. That's good. So how long have you been with GB right now? I started out with Brian in 1990 when he was just a 
kid out of high school and then played with him for quite a while. And then, um, then I got out of the band and I was with Martin Zeller for quite a few years. And while I was with Zeller, I moved to Austin, Texas. And my wife and I were down there for 15 years. And we just came back um, last May, June. And I started playing with Brian again. Okay. How do you like uh, being back here in, in Minnesota playing with Brian? Oh, it's been great. The shows have been great. It's great reconnecting with some of the old fans and some old you know, players. There, there's things to miss about Austin. I love, I, I try to take some of the things musically that I learned in Austin with me when I, when I play. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we got a great community. The, the two cit- cities are kind of like north and south versions of each other in really? cer- certain ways. Yeah. There's a lot of similarities. I mean, Austin's a college town. University of Texas is there. It's progressive. It has a great food scene and culture. Um, so it's it's similar to Minneapolis in a lot of ways. So were you playing music full time down there in Austin? Yeah, well, I also teach yoga and scuba diving. I'm a scuba is my my big hobby. So I'm a certified scuba instructor, and I do a lot of diving too. I have to ask you about that. I have some questions about the scuba dive. I, scuba diving. I'm trying to figure out. I want to go in the GB direction, the music direction, Martin direction, and scuba diving. What do you All want right. to pick first? Let's do them all at the same time. <laughs> How about that? I mean, we could do, if you want to talk about the Zeller album, like the one that we recorded down in Austin. That's Let's kind do of a that. Cool place to start. Yeah, Just sounds great. Players. And that was the one, uh, Rooster's Crow, right? Yeah, that's my favorite. Well, the favorite um, Martin Zeller album that I worked on. How'd you get uh, hooked up with Martin Zeller? Um, actually, through Patrick Tanner. <laughs> Patrick really? Tan- Patrick Tanner PT. and I were, yeah, we were friends, and Zeller was doing the Neil, those Neil Diamond shows, and their drummer needed a sub, so he mentioned me, and I went in and played, and then just kind of took over the gig at, at some point, yeah. I think okay. their drummer was um, exiting, was looking for a way out, and I was wasn't doing anything, you know, crucial or vital at that time, you know, musically, anything better than the Zeller gig, so yeah, mm-hmm. I decided to take that. And it was, you know, we got da- you get a chance to play with Dan Neal. Oh, you yeah, know? I love Dan Neal. And go to Tiffany's with Danny. <laughs> you know, Dan. Um, <laughs> so you played on three Zeller records, right? Yeah, we did the live, two guitars, bass, and drums, um, Scattered. Uh, which uh, Patrick Tanner produced, and then um, Rooster's Crow. Yeah. What about Martin Lee Zeller? weren't you on that one too? I thought to saw the. Yeah, I probably on. Yeah, there's there's probably some other stuff that I'm on as well. We did a lot of recordings, and I don't know all the stuff that he's released, but yeah. Where did you record that uh, two guitars, bass, and drums one? That was at O'Gara's. I think that was over two nights. We we recorded it at O'Gara's. We had really nice, great crowds, big crowds, and set up, you know, just kind of a live remote thing. Okay. And took sh- two shows worth, you know, no overdubs or anything, and so that was nice. It's it's a pure live recording, you know, warts and all, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> so 
when you went down to Austin to work to record Rooster's Crow, you went with Martin with the intentions of recording that record. I was living there, and um, funny, I would I would see Dave Grissom, you know, the guitar player Dave Grissom, at the gym, and he and I would talk and talk about music, and Martin was he's living in Mexico, so he. Uh, he emailed me and said, hey, I really would like to record the next record in Austin. Do you know some small studios down there that would be really, would be right for us? And so I asked Dave Grissom, you know, I had some ideas, but I asked Dave and he said, hey, I've, I've got a good friend, Pat Mansky, who plays with Joe Ely, plays with the Flatlanders, um, great drummer, uh, excellent engineer, and he's got this little place out in Dripping Springs called The Zone. Um, so... I mentioned that to Martin, and Martin came down, and we looked at a few st other studios in town, and then we went out to the zone, and it was like, yeah, this is it. This is cool. It's just out in the country, just goats and cactus in a really? cool, cool little recording studio. <laughs> and so then through Pat, um, you know, Pat had all kinds of great contacts, so we were able to utilize uh, Kevin McKinney, plays all the guitar on the record, <clears throat> Excuse me, and he's from Soul Hat, and he also plays now with the guys from Fastball in a b band called Renfro. I uh, played with Bruce Robeson for years. And we had Lloyd Maines on the record. We Natalie had, Maines' his dad? Yeah. She's my favorite singer of all time. Yeah. And how is he? It's in the DNA, everybody. He is like just a Texas institution, isn't he? Oh, he's scary. He, his solos are like you know he he would run a, a dobro solo, uh, and he'd give you a few versions of it, and it'd be like picking between a you know three different sixteen-year-old scotches that were you know equally good. It's like I don't, I can't go wrong here. Wow, I didn't know you worked with him. That that's spectacular. So he was on, yeah. Michael Ramos, Bucca Allen is on the record too. Uh, Kelly Willis sings backup on a on a few songs. What Robeson Incredible. did you mention again? Bruce. So that's uh, Charlie. Charlie's brother, yep. Bruce. And Bruce was married to a Dixie. No, Charlie's married to a Dixie chick. Yep, and Bruce is married to Kelly Willis. Okay, so that's what's cool about it. Austin is a. Cheaper. It's a super talented pool down there, but it's a pretty interconnected pool. Once you plug into a few people, you you got you're plugged into a pretty substantial base. And and Pat the and that, I should mention Pat um, Mansky, who's the drummer for Joe Ely and for um, the Flatlanders, also plays drums and percussion with a band down there called the Courtyard Hounds, which is a side project of the of the Dixie Chicks. Dixie Chicks without Natalie Maines, basically. So okay, yeah. Cool, yep. like, little local thing. I'm a huge fan of Charlie Robeson. See you in Houston If I ever get out that way I'll see you in Dallas But I won't have long to stay If you're ever out west, son And you're feeling like slowing down I'll see you around Round my hometown 
used to cover his stuff back in the day with Dan Neal. Did you ever have any in, uh, any interaction with him at all? Or well, I've, I've saw him um, a bunch of times. Uh, actually, one time, my wife and I were on just a little kind of weekend getaway, and we went down to Corpus Corpus Christi, and we didn't know he was playing down there, and we just happened upon a bar that had kind of an outdoor little kind of amphitheater thing on the beach and he was playing and it was it was a great night it was it was like a zeller he down in texas he is what like a gb Layton or a martin zeller is up here people know all the songs they sing along there's a lot of audience participation yeah I, you know, like charlie robeson and bands like the old 97s they just have that reckless kelly they have that same kind of enthusiastic following it's great it's just great to be kind of a part of that spirit have you ever heard uh, Reckless Kelly's cover of 1972 Vincent? That's no. that classic song. Incredible. Those Braun oh. brothers. Oh, yeah. Isn't that with Reckless Kelly? Yeah, that's it. Willie Braun and one of the other Brauns. Anyway, oh, spectacular singing down there, too. Okay. I haven't, yeah, they have that kind of sibling thing going on when you hear them. You know, like sibling bands have something. There's, there's something that they have together. I even think there's another sibling band with more Braun brothers called Mickey and the Motor Cars, I think, too, down there. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they, they play a lot as well. I've seen Mickey and the Motor Cars a few times. Yeah. Huh. You're right. So, yeah, everyone has about 30 different side projects, too, so you can, <laughs> can kind of go on and on. You know, you got like guys like Red Volkart, you know, the great guitar player. You'll see him in different things. You'll see him with Dale Watson and, and then a thing called Hay Bale, I remember he had, and then his own thing, and, and then a thing with Earl Poole Ball, the old piano player um i think it was with johnny cash yeah wow i got to see dale watson up here at lee's liquor lounge last year i think with my the kemper family some friends of mine oh i lie when i drink and i drink a lot don't believe me when i've had a few and he was like worshipped up here. They're signing all these books and just rocking. Is he that popular in Texas as well? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I have a really good friend down in Austin that uh, guy named Yugen um, that uh, toured with him. Went on tour with him on a little Midwest tour. Wanted to, ex- to experience the road, <laughs> uh, and so he went with Dale and. He was surprised at how popular he was up here. But the one thing he said is, I couldn't find anyone to dance with. He said, they, they all love the music, but like up in Minneapolis, they just bounce up and down. <laughs> so you go down, if, you go to see Dal, if, so if you go to see Dale Watson in Texas, if you go to see him like at the Broken Spoke, it's a big dance floor. And, you know, sawdust on the dance floor and people doing the two-step and it's creased Wranglers and Levi's and serious all-night dancing and sometimes dale will play like a three-hour set he'll just go so how was the recording process for roosters crow you how long did you guys spend down there and how did you go about doing it let's see we did um i think martin was down there for pre-production and he my wife and i had a home in south austin so he came down and he stayed at our house and we just talked over ideas and worked stuff out in this little kind of loft area that I have with the drum set. and So we did a, the pre-production work there, and then we went in. Uh, Nick Ciola, the bass player, flew down, 
And he was down there for about a week, I think, the first time. And then we did, we got most of the basic tracking done. We brought, the basic tracking was done with myself, Martin, uh, Nick Ciola, and Kevin McKinney, and then Pat, Pat Mansky um, engineering it. So it didn't take very long. Um, and then we just started calling people. Pat would, you know, Martin would mention Kelly Willis, and Pat would say, oh, okay, yeah, we'll call her up, see if she can come in. And she would come in and put down some just killer backing vocal track. And Michael Ramos would play a keyboard track. Bucca Allen came in and did some keys. Um, I think maybe some accordion is on that. So it's all really, it's, it's you know, like stellar, well-played. And those guys are pros. I mean, one, two passes through, and they got it. They get the essence of it, and they play something tasteful and, yeah, that has a spirit of the music. Sounds like the only thing you were missing on that record was Kid Rock coming in doing a rap verse on something. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there's, yeah, there you go. Zeller, if you're listening, yeah. It's not too late. Yeah, got to get Kid the Rock re-issue. in one of them. Yeah. Um, so, Scott, uh, uh, this podcast, to keep it about a half hour, mind doing another part two? Sure, man. Okay, so I do the story we behind the song day, segment. Uh, the story behind the song segment, let's pick something off of 2012 Rooster's Crow. What's your favorite song on the record? And if you know a story behind it, you mind sharing it with us? Yeah, um, my favorite song is Running on Pure Fear. And to me, that's like still when I think of of the time that I lived in Texas, that kind of like is a soundtrack to it. Um, and it was one of those songs, it was like, it was really hot down there. I th- believe it was like September when we were recording. It was still over 100 degrees outside. And we're out in, out in the hill country of Texas. And like I said, it's, it's limestone and cactus and goats. And the goats are laying down because they're beat. And it was the e- end of a long recording day. And we had been talking about uh, Neil Young. It keep me searching for a heart of gold, and I'm getting old. I remember in the studio and like sessions he did with the Nashville players, like Heart of Gold and Old Man and songs like that. And um, so Martin had Running on Pure Fear, and we just, I remember. Kevin McKinney, like, coming up with this kind of intense but lazy guitar part that was really atmospheric, and I just laid down a real sparse drum track, and Nick did kind of the same thing with bass, gave it a lot of space, and it came out, I think, really well. didn't take, it was like putting on a pair of comfortable shoes. It didn't take any effort at all, but I think the result was we got this really great, intense um, performance and Zeller on the on the part of the there's a part <clears throat> in the song I think I think it's the uh, the last verse where he just really elevates it vocally and he bring really brings it up to another level and so that that song just that that's one of those that's kind of a soundtrack to uh, my time in Texas I love it that's a great story um, Scott Winham, thanks for being on the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, and we'll tag that song at the very end of the show for sure so folks can check it out or whatever and then pick it up on iTunes. But uh, uh, please tune in again next week for part two. Thanks for having me, Mark. Mark. 
Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for a new podcast about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. This is a listener-supported podcast, so if you would like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on this show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging on iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go have some fun. Till next time. All the hell that I